0: Hi, I'm Alice Zhao.
1: I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly.
0: And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to survive the App Store. And if you listened to the previous episode, Jelly totally brought on the doom and gloom, (laughs) death and destruction. There's definitely a level of
1: survival (laughs) involved there. (laughs)
0: It's okay. We get it. We've all been there. So for this episode... I thought it was pretty much necessary to bring back, you know, the rainbows and unicorns to bounce things. So it's a, a chaser out. episode. Or, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It, it seemed right. And so this time, I wanted to talk about the happy feedback that we get, you know, the ones that make you feel really, really good about the product you've built. Sometimes I think it's easy to remember only the negative feedback that you get. It's kind of like you only seem to remember the really terrible parts of your childhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I the positive stuff just doesn't stick in my brain. Like it's it's always the negative stuff that years later I'm I'm scarred by. But the, Oh, I still the, am. Oh yeah. <laughs> See the, previous the
2: episode where I shipped a bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was 2 months of my life where I was just kind of spiraling a toilet. <laughs> and now you just sort of blocked off the door to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I'm not
1: going back in there again. No, Now I hired somebody else
2: <laughs> to plunge the toilet. <laughs> oh, oh good. Oh good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, well. so you can afford to yeah <laughs> i can afford a janitor now i guess that's the metaphor we're gonna just lean into
0: that, that's what that's what slopes can afford you
2: <laughs> sorry kelly you are not a janitor in my mind <laughs> but yeah it does tend to like just bounce off the the good feedback it's i mean it is we have a negativity bias as humans where we tend to focus on the negative and that definitely stands out so it's a known thing but it it kind of sucks because that, that good stuff could make us feel a lot better if we actually internalized it. Yeah.
0: yeah. If I tried really hard to remember all the positive feedback, just the normal ones, there's it's probably a good number that should really push me along and encourage me to keep going. But it's also... Easy to be like, eh, ah, it's all right.
1: I mean, there is good aspects to negative feedback, which I think we talked about on
2: mm-hmm. the yeah, we episode did.
1: where we talked about the angriest customer and stuff. Like, there is good there there is good that can come out of negativity. Yeah, but good feedback, positive feedback, and feedback that is just complimentary in nature also has a place because it's the stuff that gives you it gives you life it reignites the love that you have in a lot of ways and it can make the negative stuff easier to swallow the whole like spoonful of sugar the sort of thing that you know <laughs> that you get and too much of either of those things so too much negative or too much positive can skew things because if you're just receiving positive feedback i mean that's probably good you're probably in a good place but it's not helpful necessarily and too much bad without enough good feedback is just going to yeah, it's gonna uh, unlock the door to that, that toilet. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Don't go in there. <laughs> Nobody go in there. <laughs> For more oh reasons, my god. So come on.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, guys.
2: Enough with the <laughs> shitty metaphor, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> keeps 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 it going.
1: <laughs> Is this episode going where you expected it to? It's exactly where <laughs> it's I wanted like it to be.
0: So we've talked in the past about how we interact with customers. That was one of our first episodes about customers, and then as you mentioned, we um, recorded an episode about the angriest customer, and that email that I got definitely got under my skin and again still with me today (laughs) makes me question everything (laughs) and but then just last week out of nowhere and it feels truly out of nowhere because I felt like I haven't really really been working on Gus for a long time and so sometimes I forget it's actually still out there (laughs) and doing its thing but then out of nowhere we get this email and it's from a single mom who's trying to teach her child french he was born there but then she moved to the u.s but at the very end of this email she said i believe so much in gus on the go because i have seen firsthand the positive and amazing effects it has had for my family like those types of things just exceed my wildest expectations in terms of something i made for fun for my kids you know that when we first start out, like it's a it's a bit of a selfish thing where like we're just trying to scratch an itch and create something cool. But I would never think it would have this type of impact where they would feel the need to email me and also like say these words that I would never have expressed myself.
2: <laughs> Yeah, especially the unprompted. Those are the ones that I feel like really hit home. Because I've noticed when I send out a newsletter or recently I sent out a survey to a lot of my users, that kind of email will sometimes just get a like a quick reply for some people where it'll be like, hey, just want to say, really appreciate what you do, yada, yada, yada. And those feel great. And those are kind of a nice buffer in your customer support box in between all the terrible ones.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
2: feel like the ones that have really hit home for me are the ones that are out of the blue because then you know that it's somebody... That it wasn't like slopes popped into their inbox and they're like, oh, let me hit reply really quick. Like they are going out of their way even by an order of magnitude more yeah. to be appreciative for the work that you're doing and the hard work that you're putting into it. And yeah, those those are the best ones. Those are the ones that really hit home for me.
1: Yeah, while we were at Dub, Dub I actually had a lot of people coming up to me and unprompted complimenting me on the new stuff in version two of Wrapped, which was such a... It was such a thing. And, like, as listeners of this show will know, version 2 was in the works for so long. So, so long. And because of that, it can feel like... It It, it can start to feel like I'm out of touch and that I'm worried, like, I'll get worried that I'm doing the wrong thing yeah. or that I'm, like, that I'm not actually making important changes because I start to, I start to lose touch with that side of, like people haven't seen this, like like I can't get feedback on it, so am I doing the right thing? And then to have a bunch of people, like just a bunch of people randomly come up to me and say, hey, the new version, I love this about it, I love this about like, you know, the the UI, The, the new drawer is just great, the search is great, whatever. Like those pieces of feedback were so rewarding after having worked on it for so, so long, having it in basically in secret for so, so long that, like it was just it was such a relief it was a relief and it was really exciting to hear people say that they liked the work that i had done the the amount of work that i had put in to make the the version what it is had actually paid off in a lot of ways and that was that was so rewarding honestly yeah it's
2: something i wish i had more opportunities to get cuz there's been a couple times i've run into slope users on the slopes But it's I I think you had a really nice opportunity to run into a high potential number of your users. Yeah. And I've always worried because when I'll launch a feature, I often like, oh, get reviews, like, oh, you know, app is great, stuff like that. But I don't really get as much targeted feedback like you did with your major release. Now I just have a bunch of releases going on i don't have major releases like 3.0 or anything anymore but still like there are a lot of times where i do worry if i'm going off course because i don't have people emailing in after a release specifically citing like oh i love the way that you redesign this ui or something like that um i'll get maybe one or two here and there but it's certainly not as dramatic as you saw at wwdc
1: yeah no it was it was incredible to have people come up to me and say it and just in passing, commenting on, on the new stuff. I mean, it's, it's incredible to be recognized for doing GIF wrapped in the first place. Yeah. But to have like people then follow that up with like, the, you know, how much they love the app and how much they love the new version. Like, it's just, I couldn't ask for more. It revitalized any sort of, you know, the energy that I have for gift Rap. For the longest time, it's felt a bit of, like a bit of a slog because it's like, yeah. I haven't released this. I need to get it out. I haven't released this. I need to get it out. And then to get it out and to have people respond to it positively, it's just getting it out is great, but getting that that positive feedback is just, it takes it to the next level. It just yeah. takes it like so far above what I could ever have expected.
0: Do you think it held more weight because they were also fellow developers and not like maybe a casual user
1: i mean yes because i I think that they understand uh like that a lot of them will understand like the sheer amount of work that has gone mm-hmm. into it because i mean not just because they're developers but also because like they follow me they've seen the amount of work that i've been putting into it they know that i've been working on it for a long time some of them were listeners to this show hey everyone and you know they've heard me talking about the mythical version that's coming there is that i think the thing that really hits home is something that curtis you touched on it's the unprompted nature of it mm-hmm. it's that mm-hmm. they came up to me and i didn't ask them hey what do you think of the new version it's just they came up and they said i love the new version and i'm just like i i honestly at a certain point i don't know how to respond to that because it's like cool yeah. <laughs> like i'm really glad like it just like inside i'm just like i'm cheering with joy but like i that doesn't it doesn't bubble out through my mouth
0: that that's your uh unicorns and rainbows.
1: <laughs> that is my unicorns and rainbows.
0: <laughs> well, Curtis also had tub du is also both of you guys are like celebrities there. It was really funny. Well, to be
2: fair, we were handing out pins. That's the only reason anyone came (laughs) to see us. No, (laughs) no, no.
0: There was like a crowd around you guys so often. (laughs) That
2: that was Curtis more than me. No, I didn't. This is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) No, so one thing I've actually found in terms of getting positive feedback, uh, a lot of people seem to appreciate, like you're saying, Jelly, the hard work and when they can see that hard Mm -hmm. work that you're putting in. And one thing I've kind of accidentally stumbled upon is I think think the way I ship versions now might actually help me get those compliments easier because when you're working on something in secret for years at a time you know you have this mythical you know I don't know sketch two or something like that coming out and you work on it for like three years in secret and then it comes out with all these features they don't see all that hard work that went into it they just see the final product Versus the way I've been shipping my updates of just usually one or two features at a time in an update and just keep going month after month after month doing that with a kind of a bigger releases built over the summer, but still some stuff coming out. I believe that that ends up showing that hard work a little bit better to my customers in a way because they just see this constant progress of new features coming out. So it's not one big release with 30 new features. They're just seeing all those features come out all the time. So they can see like, oh, someone's working behind the scenes constantly and they're not taking breaks and they're just going to keep releasing new features. And that's something, one of the best comments I'll usually get or I should say one of the more popular comments I'll get in my app ratings is just like, it's always getting better it's always coming out with these great new features. Like people are just impressed with how much the app is evolving compared to the other competitors I have in my space that will usually do like a November release or December release and then eh, kind of taper off from there. So I think making sure that your customers can see the progress goes a long way in terms of them really appreciating that hard work that you've put into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you call it a snowball effect? Okay. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying here. <laughs> I was waiting. I don't know if you, you could tell.
1: Bravo. <laughs> I understand the whole thing of constant updates and making iterative changes and like basically building up that thing so that people can see that you've put a lot of effort in over time. I mean, I, I do quite like the concept of the 2.0 that I, that I sort of stuck to with this release. I don't necessarily know if that's the way that I'm going to continue it, do it going forward. But the 2.0 felt good to me because it was a surprise. You know, I love surprises. I just, I love to surprise people. And I think that a positive surprise, a good surprise, is the sort of thing that can also sort of elicit a little bit of that feedback and love. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's also potentially even elicit negative feedback. (laughs) Like, it, it can go either way. But having a... Like, that, that aspect of a surprise and that aspect of a, like, I didn't expect this and this is what I, like, look at what I got is great. I mean, this is not personal necessarily to me, but you look at WWDC this year and we got a lot of stuff and we got a lot of really good stuff and stuff that we've wanted or sort of desired, whether publicly or not, for years. And it was a surprise to get all yeah. of this stuff this year from apple so the constant refrain that you hear at the moment is more or less praising the stuff that we've received it's it's a positive thing you know it's it's a like we've gotten this stuff and it's and it's so positive so i, f- I do feel like while making sure that you keep updating and updating and updating every now and then bringing something out of the blue and just being like hey i've got Boom. this for you yeah is is uh you know <laughs> is is also a, a good sort of Play, not play, make it, yeah. it makes it sound so sort of like like I'm. that's what I'm trying to get. But well, it no, it is marketing. Plan, yeah. It
2: is like there is more than just the development aspect. And I do kind of get those yeah. with my November releases. Like I'm working on my social stuff and that will be kind of my big boom leading into the season uh, because that's a lot more effort than I could do over point releases during the winter. So I still do yeah. get those bigger features and certainly can appreciate them. It's just I like that I'm able to prove my work easily. But another one I accidentally stumbled on, both of you need to install the Facebook SDK and then remove it three months later <laughs> and just tell everybody. I, so I put out a release uh month ago about i had advertised slopes on instagram a couple times and you have to use the facebook sdk even if you don't do anything with it like you just have to have it in your app so they can track the install so that you get the uh right price for click and all that kind of stuff but i haven't advertised on instagram for like a year or so so after all this facebook drama that's been happening i'm just like you know what screw it i don't want them in my code anymore like i don't trust them i'm not giving them data but god knows what they're doing behind the scenes so goodbye And uh, that was literally my release note was just, I removed the Facebook SDK, used it for Instagram, don't trust them anymore. And the amount of positive feedback I've gotten for that release (laughs) has been crazy. Like I have not gotten, I think for any one feature that I've developed, even features I've spent months on, I have never gotten that many five-star reviews, not just ratings, reviews. People screenshotting my release notes and tweeting them, like it was absolutely bonkers how many people went out of their way to express happiness at the removal of Facebook.
0: Let me put that in my notes. I'll have Yano do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> install,
2: uninstall. There's there's your growth hack for you. That's this episode's <laughs> <Yeah. is> growth <laughs> hack. Install a Facebook SDK. <laughs> don't actually use it for anything but just just put it in there
1: and then like three months later just rip it out and be like hey no i don't trust them anymore they're terrible people
0: i stand for something (laughs) so besides uninstalling facebook what do you feel like you've been able to do with some of your best feedback or have you like how do you respond
2: i I mean i get i I get a temporary warm and fuzzy feeling and then i go back to plunging that toilet (laughs) oh
0: crap endless this is endless.
2: Uh, Yes, the negative customer support emails are endless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I sort of struggle with it a little bit. Like, I don't know how to respond. I think it's easier when it's via email because then I can like sort of let it sit in my inbox so that like not only do I get the benefit of seeing it every time I open my (laughs) my inbox, I I can also like let it stew. So I've got a little bit of time to kind of come up with a response. When I get it in person, my brain just sort of freezes yeah. and I like, I'm like, I'm really excited, but like, I just, I don't know what to do with the excitement that I have. And so I just sort of say, thank you. I'm really, I'm really glad I like, you know, I put a lot of work in this and it's really exciting to like, to hear when like that you, that you really like the new version or whatever. Like, there's something that I've been working on for a long time, and, like, I knew knew it was good. Like, I knew it was good as far as I could tell, but, like, to hear it from somebody else, it just means so much more. But, like, I I don't know that I can do much more than, like, have that response. Like, Mm. because, obviously, I want to respond and, like, to express my appreciation because, I mean, it's appropriate and it's polite to do so, but also, like, I do have appreciation, so I want to express that, but... Not to discount positive feedback, but that's really all that I can do with it other than, like, sort of refer back to it every time I need sort of a morale boost. (laughs) There's not much that can kind of come out of, like, there's nothing that I can improve based on that or anything like that. Like, it's just, it is just, like, positive feelings, really great. I will respond in kind because I appreciate the positive feedback and then that's the end of the that's the end of it really.
2: Well, I do think there is something you can do with it. And this is something I don't do because I'm terrible at it. Um, but I think you can really sit there and really go out of your way to I guess feel it and really let it hit you. Because mm. with our negativity bias, you know, with me when I get this positive feedback, it's like kind of, oh great, positive feedback, reply, thank you, really appreciate it, stuff like that. But I don't think it really internalizes for me the same way that an angry email would. Like I'll feel that sense of failure much stronger than I'll feel that sense of success. And that's something I know I need to get better at. And I'm kind of trying to practice a little bit that when I get that praise that it's like, I actually try and internalize it and actually let it sit there for a little bit before I move on and not sit there just so I can get the appropriate reply that feels genuinely heartfelt, but also, so I actually let it hit me and I sit with it. And I think that's something that I i would assume most people need to get better at is just being able to take that feedback and actually hear it and not just quickly hear it and move on. Mm. Like, it's not just another email to get out of the queue. You really need to internalize it. The ones that you need to get out of the queue fast are the negative ones. Just, you know, they're going to be there. It's going to happen. Get a move on. But take your time to appreciate that praise because that's part of what all this is about. You know, you're putting blood, sweat and tears into your passion project. And what's the point of it if it's not to make people happy? And if you make people happy, you need to be able to hear that. Otherwise, how do you know you're making them happy? You need to let it affect you.
0: I mean, I always joke that I should frame these, but I really sometimes think that is exactly what we need to do because if it's not in our face, it's gone. Yeah, You might let it wash over you, but I struggle to even remember the last happy email yeah. Which is why I wanted to make this episode so that we always remember the happiest customer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it can be hard cuz over time they can just kind of become background noise. Like, I know I've gotten really bad at internalizing my app reviews anymore. So at this point, I was looking on app figures and I have 1,500 approximately five star reviews, not just ratings, reviews. People have actually written about Slopes over its lifetime. And at this point, any review that comes in, unless it's negative and I'm like, oh, customer support, I need to get on this. It just kind of washes over me. Uh, which isn't a good thing. it's just it's they're just becoming numbers at this point. I'm just hoping to get that four point eight four point nine rating, and I'm not taking the time to really sit there and internalize it, and that can be bad.
1: yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've done in that regards is stopped negative reviews coming to my inbox.
2: Oh, no reviews go to my inbox at this point like they're well see here's the thing. I allow the five star
1: reviews to come through to my inbox ah. and to come through to me. Because occasionally there'll be five star reviews that are like five stars. This app is so broken and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but uh, honestly, like ninety five percent of the five star reviews that I get, which uh, isn't a lot, not definitely not in the realms of what you get, Curtis. It's positive. It is actually yeah. like five stars. I love this app. Like I got one just the other day. It was just it was just like I love this app. The new interface is really awesome. Like just love in text. And I allow those to come through to me and to come through to my inbox, but block anything that's below that because that way I get to see, I make sure I get to see the the positive stuff. I still see the negative stuff because I still go and check and make sure that I respond to reviews and do all that sort of stuff. And I, I still go through that process. So I still see the other stuff, but the the, the positive stuff comes to me and I don't have to seek it out. And more importantly, when I first see it, it's generally not mixed in with five times the bad mm. stuff. It's not bookended yeah. by a bunch oh, of bad reviews. It's just by itself. So letting it come through to my inbox or like, you know, I get a notification on my phone or something like that for the five star reviews has been great. It's, it's such, a, it's such a, a good thing to be able to do that.
2: I just got a genius app idea. Hello, dear listener. If you have free time, because clearly we don't, nope. Jelly's overbooked. I'm adopting iOS 13. Alice is just busy, busy, busy. Um, so here's your app idea of the day. A Mac app that will sit in your menu bar and you can feed it your iTunes Connect information. And it will go to your ratings, pull a random five-star rating every however many hours, <laughs> and have like kind of that, those motivational quote things, but have it be your <laughs> wallpaper. There you go. Okay. Yeah. You Ooh. just have your five star ratings Ooh. looking at you all day.
0: That is an idea. <laughs> yeah,
2: and of course you have to be able to configure it so you can give it the star ratings that you want to show. Um, so you can go in and if you really want to knock yourself down a notch, you can put just one stars on. Yeah. Um, yep. But <laughs> every,
1: once once you start getting a your bit your head is just a little bit too big or whatever, you just like you just throw a few one star reviews in there and just let it let it sort of knock you down a notch.
2: Now, okay, monetization strategy. Uh, oh by my. default, <laughs> you it'll do <want> <laughs> all star ratings, uh, but if you pay to unlock, you can filter to just five stars. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: We'll see. We'll see who takes you up on that idea.
2: Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. Yeah, please don't.
1: I, I mean, the, 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 you can set up App Store Connect to notify you oh, right. for yeah. various levels of, of star ratings. Yeah,
2: they added that with the rewrite last year. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you can filter the the app figures ones, but I don't have app figures send me reviews cuz that while that is potentially useful it is I don't want the negative stuff in my inbox. Yeah. But I haven't looked lately. But I just I I like having that come through to me because it makes such a, a difference. And one of the things about the re- the most recent release that I that I did the the big release is that the positive stuff. There was enough of it to sort of cut through the noise mm. of bad stuff. Because like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that version two was all sunshine and rainbows. Because it wasn't. <laughs> it was a nightmare, and it was a mess, and it's somewhat still ongoing. Like, it's not. It's not in. It's not completely uh, resolved. But I've had a few people ask me how has it gone, and my response is like positive you know it's really good people seem to like it and people are really enjoying the new interface and you know people seem to appreciate the, the work that I've done for it and the only reason that I can sort of step back and say those things and not look at the giant steaming pile of whatever just came out of that toilet <laughs> uh, <laughs> is keep it locked <laughs> the only reason i cannot like i can focus on the on the good stuff is that there was so much of it and it's and it's come to me directly and i can sort of i've been able to put the bad stuff away and only look at it when i when yeah. i need to be looking at it and only look at it when i need to be looking for like the things that need to be fixed or responding to reviews or whatever and I, and as has been previously discussed I don't do that every day. I only do it once a week or twice a week. Like I I, re, I reduce the amount of time that I'm looking at that stuff. So that that way all of the positive stuff just sort of sits and hangs out with me and all the negative <laughs> stuff is like a, I, you know, I open the shutter yeah. and like look in there and I'm like oh close it right God. away. <laughs> Nobody go in there.
0: <laughs> so toilet humor aside, <laughs> I think it's easy to say that, you know, we can learn stuff from the negative comments we're like okay well we could fit. we quickly find out what doesn't work or what people don't like but do you think we can learn something from the super positive feedback from our customers completely loving our apps <laughs> like what do you think is the best thing to learn from that experience
2: i mean yeah i mean jelly hit one of them with like knowing that you're on track uh but for me sometimes i can get some insight into things i didn't consider for how people might use my app Uh, So, for example, one uh, customer feedback I always remember from like two years ago was a father and a son. And the son would always be trying to race the father down the hill. And we're talking like eight, nine-year-old, like little kid. He'd always be trying to race the father down the hill, both of them using slopes and then comparing speed afterwards. And that really kind of got me in the mindset again of like, oh, families do this with their kids and stuff like that. And that was probably an early seed for the family pass that I've added and stuff like that. Um, But it's a good reminder of people potentially using your app very happily in ways or situations that you might not have thought of. And that can be very eye-opening and give you new product direction and stuff like that.
0: That, I'm actually glad you said that because, again, like I had this conversation with a customer, but I've completely forgotten it. And it was this customer was a speech pathologist and... She used Gus to just review vocabulary mm-hmm. um, with her her patients, and she would get a sticky note and put it over the text and just have him use it without any text cues. And I'm like, oh, like, who would have thought? Like, I created purely for myself yeah. and for my kids and the way I imagined it used, being used. And this was just not the opposite, but just... Yeah, like you said.
1: Not a
2: direction you expected. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. And that was beautiful.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I've got anything particular that I can learn from positive stuff other than like the what you've already alluded to me alluding to, Curtis.
2: Like how I stole that one right from underneath you. Yeah.
1: yeah, you just you just stole it from me. You can't have this anymore.
2: It's it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion is now mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go find your own. I think the thing that I can learn that I, I try to learn and that I've been trying to learn is not necessarily from the positive f- feedback, but the thing that like we've sort of alluded to across the episode, which is to try and allow the positive feedback to have more of an impact. Because as we have said, the negative feedback is real easy to come by. Because people send emails, yeah. they don't even care. Like they don't give. They're it. just yelling they to avoid. <laughs> yeah, like they don't. They don't care. And you know, it. The, the the positive ones they come from the people that we're writing apps for. They come from the people that I write gift wrap for. Honestly, if somebody sends me crappy feedback, I don't care about them. They suck. <laughs> honestly. But, like, the, the people that send positive stuff, the people that, that appreciate the app. Like, I appreciate them. I appreciate, the, the stu- like, the feedback that they've given. And they're the people that I write the app for, not the people who are just, like, entitled and, you know, think that if I have done something to upset them, then I should have to pay the price. So, I think, like the thing that i've that I've been learning from all of the feedback stuff is to let the positive stuff be more prominent and to filter the the negative stuff as much as as I can and as much as I need to in order to just get the small bits of good out of the out of that bad and even now, even though I'm still terrible at it, I think it's made a huge difference in my Appreciation for how a release is going, because it's not that I'm like I'm not like I don't have blinders on. I'm not an I'm not an idiot. I like I I can see that there are there are problems and I can see that there are issues, but at the same time as I'm seeing those issues, I'm also I can also see that there are people that are just absolutely loving the work that I've done, and that's a really hard balance to strike. But I feel like it's really important is to be able to see the bad stuff so that you can deal with it and to be able to uh, acknowledge the good stuff so that you can it can keep you going and keep you like and give you life.
2: Yeah.
0: So happy. Look at us. (laughs)
2: Last episode was about death and this episode is about life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that about wraps it up for us. Clearly, we like happy emails.
2: It gives jelly life.
0: Yes. If you'd like to give Jelly life...
2: He feeds on your happy <laughs> emails.
0: You can send us an email at hello at independence.fm. I'm just going to keep going, guys. <laughs> 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 or you can reach us at independence.fm slash contact. Sometimes we're on the internets, the web, where we get our monies. On Twitter, I'm I must.
2: I'm Parrot, the plural of the bird. And I am Jelly Bean Soup.
0: Thank you all for listening to our super happy episode. And we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Goodbye.